0: Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Well,
1: uh, I'm not going to intro the show this time. I'm going to throw it to uh, Mike with.
0: Mike and Ben. Sorry. I thought you were throwing it to yourself.
1: Yeah, that's weird, huh? No, no. Mike and Ben, take it away.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the crossover to Dudes and Nines
3: and the Playing with Power podcast supreme episode. Yes. You will get one, one portion on our, our our podcast and one portion on their podcast. So to listen to the whole thing, you got to listen to both, right? Isn't that how crossovers work in, in comics anyways?
1: Yeah. Yep. That's how this one's going to work.
4: That's, that's right.
3: right. So where, you guys are from Texas? I don't know. I hear, I'm hearing an accent here. Where are you guys from? Tennessee. Tennessee.
0: Yeah, that's Next a bit one. of an insult to say Texas. <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs>
1: well, they like to steal our our college football orange.
3: That's true. So, so you guys in Nashville or or somewhere out in the in we the are sticks?
1: in East Tennessee, mm-hmm. which I guess is the sticks. So,
3: is that near like Muffriesboro and all that?
1: Even further east, we're like Knoxville. Oh, yeah. okay,
3: yeah, very nice. Well, I've been to Nashville, lovely city, and uh, we we drove to uh, Memphis, went to Graceland, did that whole bit part of vacation. Nice. Very I'm nice. sorry.
1: <laughs> was yeah. that before or after it was underwater? I think it's all um, underwater now. Is it really? I'm is just kidding. Just a no, <laughs> it's it's not underwater. <laughs> no. I was making a joke.
3: A, a Terrible. It was one raining too. quite a bit, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's worth seeing once, but uh, it's it's not great. But uh, yeah. yeah, so. And you guys are in Arizona. I'm in Arizona. I'm in Phoenix. It's early over there. Yeah, I know. That's why my kids had to be put to bed, and that's why I can only do uh, this time or later. Uh, Otherwise, they're running around screaming. Um, (laughs) And then Mike here, my counterpart, he is... Where are you, Mike? I'm in
2: Ottawa, Ontario, Canada.
0: Ooh. Ooh, fancy.
1: Fancy. (laughs) A whole other country. That's crazy. Mm.
3: Yeah. The Internet's a beautiful thing. It is indeed, crossing borders, crossing shows. All right, so I don't know if you're familiar with our format. I'm I'm somewhat familiar with yours. You guys cover a single Nintendo game, end to end, about an hour, right?
1: Yeah, about an hour. This will be a little bit shorter because we're gonna save our listener feedback section, which is probably a third of the show. We'll save Mm -hmm. that for uh, our portion of it.
3: Listener feedback, what's that like? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait a second! You have listeners. Uh,
1: funny. <laughs> yeah. About twelve. We have Ivan,
3: right? We got Ivan, so we do. Yeah. Uh, gentle nod to Ivan for for bringing this together. This yep. is uh, this is because of you, buddy. So this is your dream come true. hope you enjoy it. <laughs> so it's all for you. And if and- you
1: don't, don't tell us about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so how the format we're gonna do for the, this portion is we're gonna walk through. Uh, the uh, issue of Nintendo Power, where the last Nintendo game appears, which is Wario's Woods. So we're going to walk through just through the mailbag portion in the cover, and then we're going to jump right into the Wario's Woods review, and uh, we're going to hand it over to the to the two dudes who are going to take it away. And, uh, and we will we'll we'll follow our
1: format at that point.
3: Yeah, we'll we'll pop in. Uh, we're we're wanted, or uh, or you're, not wanted.
1: You're wanted as much as yeah. as much as you know. Uh, As much as you feel fit.
2: Very good. Yeah, well, we both uh, got into this game just to get a nice fresh perspective to add.
3: We did. An outsider's perspective. All right, so I figured we'd go ahead and start, and uh, we're looking at December of 1994. The issue is volume 67 of Nintendo Power magazine. The cover art has Earthworm Jim, they're going over part two, which is the Ultimate Worm Code. I know we're breaking. We're probably break, This is probably the first time a Super Nintendo game has been discussed on your show, right?
1: Um, in any, yeah. it, any depth, maybe. We've mentioned them, maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
3: mentioned them. They do exist. So, <laughs> what, do what do you think of the cover here, guys?
1: I love it. I'm, I, I, let me just... Can I just go... I don't want to go off on... It's not really a tangent, but it's off the, off the beaten path a little bit. I just want to say, in, just in general, that this is the first time in a long time that I've actually looked at a Nintendo Power... And I know that's kind of blasphemy, but I just don't make a habit of looking at them for some reason. It's been a few years, and I mm-hmm. just forgot how awesome something like the art and stuff can be in these things. So, yeah, the cover is one of those.
3: It's it's just pretty cool. So we've got uh, Earthworm, Jim. Earthworm Jim. He is making some kind of big step here. Blasting, Blasting has gone away. gone away. He's got grimace on his face. and It's a, really nice nice a really nice paint illustration. illustration? Can't tell. So can't out out tell. Some kind of combination. Mm-hmm. There's a cow in the Moving background. Moving on in.
2: Yeah. Moving is, on in.
3: Moving. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's a cow back there. It's a reference to uh, the cow launch in the game, if you remember that, where you could... Uh, there was a big uh, branch or tree that was laying flat on the ground over a uh, ledge, a cow on one end of it, and if you jump... On that branch, it just acts like a like a seesaw, and a, and you projectile send the uh, cow into space. I think you mean it's a cow catapult. Cow launcher, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's it's, it's actually you shoot down a, a fridge. That's what happens. You don't jump on it. My bad. That's yeah, and he's got country. like
2: an epic, an epic classic ray gun, which is basically like a like a basically like a bullet with a light bulb screwed into it. But uh, really, and I like, like, there's like like a a hacking pun in the subtitle, The Ultimate Worm Code.
0: I
3: like it. Mm -hmm. It's so bad, it's good. good. Yep. Yep. All right. Should we move on to the inside inside cover here? We've got an advertisement here where we've got got, apparently, someone has Photoshopped this kid to have a really tiny neck. He's got braces and freckles and red hair. And we're in a '90s cap backwards, looking at you, looking at you saying, uh, talking about Nintendo Power subscriptions. Yeah. And he's he's uh, telling you about, um, I'll show you this, show you this video one video trick video. for mental combat if you help me avoid getting beat up every day. What do you say? Forget the club. We'll use your eighteen dollars to get matching Sonic notebooks instead. So he's basically trying to to get you to give him the money instead of getting Nintendo Power. It's it's kind of an odd uh, advertisement. <laughs>
2: He looks like the Shermanator from American Pie with braces.
1: Yeah, he kind of does, actually. I like the fact that he is uh, he's calling out Sonic, I'm assuming that's Sonic the Hedgehog and not Sonic the Drive-In, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. It may be
0: Sonic the Drive-In.
1: <laughs> yeah, could be. I'd, I'd rock a Sonic the Drive-In notebook.
0: Uh, this kid's got, like,
1: oh, this kid's got like
0: the weakest chin I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, it's photoshopped weird. This guy reminds me of uh, Ferguson from uh, Clarissa Knows It All.
0: <laughs> nice callback.
3: Thank you. That's that's a reference that uh, is around the same time, probably.
2: Oh my, oh my God! Given his huge head and his tiny neck, he looks like like a teenage Mr. version of Mr. Mackey.
3: A little bit, a little bit.
2: How's about you just give me that money, me that money? we can like not do Nintendo Power, okay?
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a weird. <laughs> Nintendo's bad, okay? <laughs> it's it's a weird advertisement. All
4: right, moving, on. All right, moving on
3: into the next page, we've got an advertisement for the Super Game Boy. Nice. What do you, What are your guys' thoughts, Michael and uh, Justin? What are your guys' thoughts on the on the Super Game Boy? Uh, I was
1: a huge fan of the Super Game Boy when I was growing up. Really, I had one, and I I loved the Game Boy, but just. I, when I was a kid I didn't this is going to be sound strange because most kids all, played on the Game Boys all the time but I like playing on the TV I always played on the TV so even though I had a Game Boy I didn't play on the Game Boy as much once I got the Super Game Boy because I thought it was awesome to be able to add color to the games and stuff even though the colors are kind of wonky at times
0: yeah, uh, yeah I never I, I never played it never played sad played.
1: day <laughs> to learn that Justin never played this thing yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: this is the schism that ends the show yeah Yeah,
1: we may not be able to cover Wario's woods actually so
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's too Mike Mike's too distraught. wow
3: I didn't realize it was going to be in your last episode yeah (laughs) I
2: I don't even know you anymore that's what I feel
1: like all of a sudden
3: (laughs) well uh, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about a Super Game Boy isn't another handheld it is a Super Nintendo cartridge that you can put in your Super Nintendo and you can put the Game Boy cartridge in this cartridge so it's kind of a weird kind of like a Game Genie would work I guess And mm-hmm. uh, so you can play your, your Game Boy games on the TV using Super Nintendo controllers and uh, which I think is awesome it, for for games that were made before this came out you can choose from like a a, a number of, of palettes to use instead of the black and white um, uh, you know grayscale palette and uh, for games that came out after this came out um, they had the option the developers had the option of of choosing their own palettes and inserting color into the game so you can see like a sc- couple screenshots here of Donkey Kong for game boy it looks pretty good and they also have neat
2: palettes like yellow, white, purple, and pink, just in case you hate your
4: eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they also have a number of, um, it's not full screen, so they have a, um, a border around it, and you can either make your own border using like paint tools, or you can uh, use one of the presets they have, and if you have a special game cartridge like Donkey Kong I mentioned it comes with its own so
1: yeah that was one of my favorite features too like some of the games that came out after the Super Game Boy came out had their own special mm. borders That was I thought most of them were pretty awesome
4: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah DK has an arcade style border
2: Mega Man has uh, the helmet dudes Power Rangers the best Power Rangers. part of this game is the border <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's just a great uh Uh, review for it just (laughs) the best part of this game is actually has nothing to do with the game
2: (laughs) well it just shows where all the thought went
3: (laughs) i think what was it space invaders we looked at in the last issue where it was like an entire game gets loaded up specifically for the super nintendo yeah
2: that went like like the it's not it goes beyond the border like there's like the game looks different, completely different if you play it on the Super it's Game Boy so and a, it looks so much better. It's like
1: secret a secret enhanced version.
3: Yeah. It's, it's like a reward. It's, it's it's like a
1: reward. It's fantastic. It kind of blows my mind how they were able to design for something like that too. You know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. The the trick was to make, <laughs> to make the Super Game Boy
2: version take up so little space that yeah, most of it was like, six six six. It was like mm-hmm. secret treats. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. So that's the secret, is to make the original real game suck by having <laughs> nothing in it. <laughs> right that way you can have a whole bunch of secret
3: no, trails. Well, it's not a whole lot of Space Invaders, so. <laughs> probably, I guess. Yeah. Probably wasn't a big more like challenge. Space there.
2: Not to, <laughs> more like Space Avoiders, am I right?
3: Yeah.
1: But donk All
3: right, so our table of contents coming up in the Playing with Power issue. We've got Super Nintendo games Demon's Crest, which is the third game, third game in the uh, uh, Gargoyles, Gargoyles Quest. Uh, uh, series Earthworm Jim Part Two, as we discussed, Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel, Super Return of the Jedi, Uniracers, and Tin Star, and then the aforementioned Warrior's Woods for the NES, and then for Game Boy we have Samurai Showdown, Warrior Blast, and Casino Fun Pack.
1: This might be an obvious question, or this question may have mm-hmm. an obvious answer, and I might just be an idiot. But are they color coded for Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and Game Boy?
3: Yes. Yes. Ah, yep. Cool. That's how I knew
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know why They misspelled Shogun Oh that's the uh, It's like Shogun. like
1: Shogun They did that on I don't know why they did it They did it on the Genesis version too Some purpose I don't know There's some reason behind that I don't know
3: Marketing Marketing. Yeah maybe <laughs> Alright so we have our Our favorite uh, boy down here And uh, he We have the illustration in the bottom here And a hand is reaching out Of the television set To, to grab him I'm not sure why and that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have interesting art. You can tell us the same artist has been doing it in recent time. Next up, we got the players' pulse. He's, he's like the he's
2: like the involuntary Captain N.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like reverse Captain N. comes out into the world.
2: All right. <laughs> so now we get the players' pulse. When the uh, today's banner features a bunch of kids hiding inside cutouts of the letters, kind of like the kids in the locker room from You Can't Do That on Television. And we get to see a bunch of uh, Game Link cables Wrapped around the letters With the Game Boy And uh, they even threw a girl in there Good for them yeah.
3: <laughs> It is scary that I thought the same thing you did About this looking like You can't do this on television lockers It's terrifying to me
2: We've been doing this
3: show too long We're starting to synchronize I know <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to read this this letter letter here from Max Johnson, which is one of the best names I've ever heard, from uh, Los Angeles, California. And uh, he's telling us all about the Donkey Kong Country video, which we just looked at. He says, I went out to get the mail the other day, and much to my surprise, there was a strange leaf-covered box with my name on it. Very curious, I opened it and found that it was a video cassette. Without reading the enclosed brochure, I popped into my VCR and soon found myself scrambling to find my eyeballs because they have popped out onto the floor like everyone else. Oh my. I had seen photos of Donkey Kong Country, but this was totally different. Amazing! Seeing the game in action convinced me that Nintendo is deadly serious about elevating their games above the competition. Knowing about computer graphics, animation techniques, and knowing how powerful and expensive Silicon Graphics computers are, I was doubly amazed that I'd be able to play Donkey Kong Country soon. To be honest, I was getting bored of my video games. I didn't really play them anymore, but this game has stirred up my game craving again. I'm interested in checking out the new generation of 64-bit players, but it certainly makes me feel good that there is still a lot of life left in my 16-bit Super NES. Several of my friends have stopped by and checked out the video and they couldn't believe it either. It's funny to watch their faces when they watch it. Oddly, I'm experiencing a strange craving for bananas and I don't even like bananas. It's really weird. (laughs) But what I wanted to say is thanks, and I hope to see more of these preview videos in the future. And they responded saying we're glad you liked the we glad you enjoyed the video. It just seemed like the perfect way to show off the game. So I don't know if you guys ever watched this. Have you seen this video? I have not.
0: No, I haven't. No.
3: It it's basically like a guy that is kind of like a uh, um, the non-union stunt double for Poly Shore. <laughs> Um, going around <laughs> Nintendo America offices, and every every single behind the scenes person he talks to is eating a banana. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. There you go. So that's, and,
2: and we get to see like those beautiful 90s jump cut jump cuts where he's like chasing DK around the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what those filters are. you know how those filters where they eliminate any sense of shading where like if a person's chin is like slightly discolored instead of it like being subtle, now it's like, they have a pink chin and a totally white spot on their neck.
0: Mm-hmm. right.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like reduced all sense of shading and now the colors are absolute. And uh, it's got frames like that, as well as like sped up shots of him chasing DK or like knocking him down, tackling him to the floor. And they even have like, speaking of you can't do that on television, they even have a guy who's just like barf. And he's just like, he's like slapping his spatula against the chalkboard going, uh, okay, we got uh, bananas all gratin over here. <laughs> yeah,
3: Give you every <laughs> single menu item has bananas in it somehow.
2: Quiche bananas, we got banana burgers. It's friggin', it's epic.
3: All right, uh, who wants to do the next letter here? It's really short.
1: I'll do it. Was that really killer instinct at the end of the Donkey Kong Country video? Says Tim Melton. Of course it was. Want to see more? That was their response. <laughs> That's more, more of a postcard than a letter, I think. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. Okay, does, does anyone want to read the top ten? Let's do the top ten. Mike, you do it.
2: All right. Excuses All right. Excuses to use if one game remains and two people want to use it. Number 10, you'll have to have the barcode battler to play that game. Number 9, that game isn't compatible with any Nintendo system. Number 8, that game is already reserved for me. Number 7, offer a bribe. Number 6, execute a psycho crusher through the person to the game. Not quite sure what that means. Number 5, take a hostage. Number four, I lost a contact lens. Don't move. (laughs) Number three, sneeze on the game. Number two, hey, is that Cindy Crawford? Uh, Number one, I'm buying the
1: game for an (laughs) orphanage. Nice. (laughs) This this, this, uh, this is kind of random and cheesy, but that's all right. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You guys want to do the next one?
1: Uh, Yeah, I can. This is top ten Yoshi's favorite foods. Um, Number ten, the great Goomba gravy. That's uh, that's kind of twisted. Uh, Nine. Lakitu Limburger Cheese. Mmm. Eight. Piranha Plant Pastries. Seven. Buzzy Beetle Breakfast. Six. Super Spiny Surprise. Eee. Five. Mashed Mega Moles. Four. Bullet Bill Burgers. I I like that one. I could probably... I could see myself eating a a Bill Burger. Uh, Three. Tasty Turtle Treats. Two... Dino Rhino Ravioli I think that's real actually uh, And then number one mm-hmm. Pokey Pot Pie Is that like Pokey from I'd love to have some. Or is that some other kind of Pokey No Pokey is the oh, yellow okay. cactus Gotcha
0: I'd love to have some uh, Pokey pop mm-hmm. Pie
2: oh, And they even have The editors have left a nice little uh, wall, An insert of wall art That we got to, got to we got a peek of in the Donkey Kong video and just letting you know that all of that artwork was from you, the faithful Nintendo Power readers have sent in. Inside the, in several of the hallways here at the Fortress of Nintendo of America, envelope art adorns the walls in giant display cases. We told you your artwork is appreciated. Thanks to everyone who takes the time to trick out the envelopes.
3: I wish that was a little odd they draw on the envelopes instead of just sending art in the envelopes.
1: Yeah. I think that was a it's better actually. Well, I think th- that was a thing that they did back then. <laughs>
2: it's appreciated. I mean it looks friggin' fantastic. You get to see like Bubsy, mm. some, see, like, Bubsy some Jurassic Park logos, Mario wearing a t shirt. Uh, can't, uh, can't, uh, can't read what it says. But mm-hmm. again we get to see like, like, again, to see, like, like Pixel like, Mario as well as regular art drawn Mario. It's pretty it's pretty epic. And I think we see Nestor and Wiley Coyote on one. I
1: think I remember sending some in of my own, actually. I wish I would have kept them instead, because I'm sure they just went into the furnace, but, you know.
3: Yeah, throw that one away. You don't think it made a wall?
0: No, no. No?
3: No? I doubt it. (laughs) Yeah, I remember sending in, they had a contest for uh, Mega Man villains, and I sent in a couple of those. Didn't make the magazine. No. Oh,
1: but did you know that the <laughs> original or Mega Man Two, and I think we covered this on our mm-hmm. show, but uh, Mega Man Two, one of, uh, m- many of the villains or the bosses or the whatever they're called, robot masters, uh, came mm-hmm. from ideas that came from people that had sent in. So, like they had actually, mm-hmm. after the first game, requested people send some in, or maybe it's the third one. I think it's the second one though. After the first game, they got so many people sending stuff in that they actually used some of them to help them design the ones, in, the bosses,
0: into. that's pretty awesome
2: i only sent one thing into nintendo power and that was around 1992 i just finished playing final fantasy 2 and i loved it so much as well as super mario world that i suggested that nintendo team up with eat that SquareSoft to create like a, a final fantasy super mario game because it would be so awesome i'd even send in a couple of sketches and I suggested that there would be an enemy that's, like, so bad that even Mario has to team up with Bowser to beat it, and then four years later, Super Mario RPG comes out.
3: Coincidence? I think not.
4: Mm.
3: So now, I... Some back, uh... Back, back royalties there.
0: Yeah. I have a similar story, but... About the Super Nintendo. Uh... But I don't think mine is as coincidental.
2: <laughs> okay. Did you did you send them a letter in nineteen eighty eight saying they should make like a better Nintendo and call it like a duper, Super Duper Nintendo? I did.
0: Uh, no, I sent them a letter. I sent. No, it wasn't to uh, Nintendo. It was to a claim. A claim who made NBA Jam, and I sent them a letter saying they should make NBA Jam, but with college teams. And they sent me a letter back, said uh, thank you, but we don't take ideas from outside sources. And then about a year later, College Slam came mm-hmm. out.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: hmm Coincidence? I, think, I think, not. think
1: not. Hey, I sent them one in. Uh, I sent one in to claim too about NBA Jam. I said, why is Michael Jordan not in this game? And I never got a response.
0: Because I couldn't pay enough for Michael yeah, well, Jordan. Yeah, I, I
1: mean, I know now that I'm older. But when I was a kid, I was like, why is Michael Jordan not in this game? <laughs> I need to write them a you letter You just
0: thought they just didn't like Michael Jordan Or they forgot to yeah, put Michael Jordan in the forgot. game they <laughs> forgot <laughs> They forgot to put the best <laughs> player of all time in the game
1: Hey, I, how old was I? Like 12? I don't know mm. <laughs>
0: Yeah
2: We, sh- we should have sent them saying Hey, you did NBA Jam, can we get Space Jam? Come on mm-hmm. well, you remember, really, why I think in,
3: I'm I'm think in retrospect, I think history has shown that, that he blew it not By not having him. himself in NBA Jam Arguably no, arguably no not arguably I think it's the best Basketball game of all time
4: Sure Yeah
1: But I mean Can you really say Michael Jordan blew it In life in general no. Yeah I don't mean, think he's, really I don't think, he's game? Game. <laughs> <laughs> don't think he's Losing any sleep
0: Don't think he's <laughs> Losing any sleep about it
3: He's probably not
1: The funniest thing to me just though, is That we used to do that We used to write letters You get mad Or you think Oh I need to talk To this big huge corporation I'm going to write them a letter
4: so mm-hmm. do that anymore
0: Hmm. Does anybody? Yeah, people need to start writing. Last letters time today. I wrote
1: a letter. Okay, I sat down. Uh, it was my current wife, who was not my wife at the time, and uh, Slapper Bags, who, if you listen to our show, you'll know who that is. And uh, mm-hmm. we all three of us sat down and wrote letters to companies because we were just wanting to write a letter to a company. My wife picked Stofers, the uh, freezer uh, Italian freezer <laughs> foods. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hold on, it gets better uh, Slapper Bags uh, I think he picked um, DiGiorno Pizzas Maybe And then I mm-hmm. picked uh, What's the name of that beef jerky company The, the popular one Slim Uh No, I think it was Slim Jim at the time It would have been Slim Jim So we all sent letters out, right I didn't get a response John didn't get a response But my wife got coupons
4: <laughs> they send her back wow. coupons.
1: They're like, thank you. Thank you for enjoying our stofers' foods. Here's some, have some coupons for lasagna or something like that. So that was only 10 years ago, maybe.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you
1: go. It pays to send letters sometimes. 30, well, a third of time. the time. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: Well, uh, our last insert here is about the Players Poll Contest winner. There is a Jurassic Park themed Players Poll Contest where they sent some folks out to a real dinosaur dig. They consulted with uh, Dr. Jack Horner, who uh, consulted on Jurassic Park, and he was the model for the character of Dr. Grant in the novel. And uh, so it looks like he had a good time. This kid is his name is Justin Murray of Monterey, California. Whom his mom, his dad, and his brother and you can see pictures of them at the uh, the dig site there.
1: Uh I so wonder where like he is now. Yeah. Justin, yeah. you out there, buddy? Yeah. It could be.
0: Mm-hmm. Is he listening to the show? Mm-hmm. Oh
1: well if if our download numbers are any indication, not a chance. <laughs> yeah.
3: Not a chance. <laughs> but maybe Yeah, there's no way he's listening to ours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah And, uh, okay, so that's all for the mailbag, so I think we'll be covering... Yeah,
3: before we get there, I just want to... We got a letter from Gail here, from the Editor-in-Chief, of the Power. She's talking up, hey, you saw a player... Have you played Killer Instinct? Well, get ready for the Nintendo Ultra 64 that's coming out, and you're going to be super impressed with it. And, by the way, it's going to be super affordable, or reasonable, is what she said. So... More technology plus massive marketing power equals an incredible deal for you. Hmm. So she's uh, talking that up now. All right, we all ready to get into Warrior's Woods? Yeah, I am. Yep. All right, take it so over, we're guys. Skipping pages
1: here because we will want to talk skipping about pages. The, the uh, so, if do your listeners follow along? I'm sure they do, right? Yeah, I. Some. Well, who knows? We're going to say that they do. <laughs> who
4: knows? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like that. If you time time. back
1: to us, we no. right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're To our listeners who may be reading along with us, uh, we're skipping ahead to page 78. That's what I meant so to, to say. last Nintendo game ever published. Yeah,
1: ooh, that's, oh, that's great, scary. Speaking of historical facts about this game, Justin, do you have any for us?
0: I do. So Wario Woods, as my thunder has now been stolen, <laughs> uh, was the last official licensed game for the NES in North America. So this is also the last show of Two Dudes in the Nats. We're just covering this game. We're done. We covered them all. Right? Uh, No. No. Just joking. But uh, this game was actually simultaneously released for the NES and Super NES. And it not only was the last official game released for the NES in North America, it is the only game in the uh, NES library to be rated by the ESRB.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: So, and it got the kids to adult rating, ages six and above.
1: Ooh, five-year-olds
3: so, need not apply.
0: Yeah, no, nope, it's too much for five-year-old five-year-olds.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's also the first and last appearance of Wario on the NES. That's
1: mm-hmm. true. I was just going to say, spoiler alert, uh, for a little bit later, yes, this is too much for a five-year-old. It was almost too much for a 32-year-old, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: so I, think Warrior, I think Warrior would be happy knowing that he ushered in the end of the console that yes, Mario built. Um, like, this is the ultimate castle sandcastle
4: <laughs> kickdown. It is. It's
0: true. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was developed with by Nintendo's R&D One that needs no introduction. Um, And the director was Kenji Miki, who was also the director of Golf, the beloved NES game Golf. All right. You know? Yeah, Yeah. everybody loves that one, right?
1: (laughs) Well, it's okay.
0: And the NES and Super NES versions had uh, different designers. So I'm only gonna give credence to the NES designers. By butchering their names. <laughs> <laughs> Soichiro Tomita was the, and Masahiro Laimira, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
0: or Aimira, and Nataka Onishi.
1: Mm-hmm. Onishi.
0: Yes. Okay, but anyway, um, not only was it, the, like I said, the last official license any Nintendo game to be released for the NES. It was also released for the uh, Super Nintendo and there were two versions that were actually released in Japan for Satellaview which is a satellite modem add-on for the Super Famicom Uh, and this game had quite the following in Japan Um, probably way more than it did in the US and it was uh, welcome to mixed reviews Ranging from pretty much just a lot of the reviews are kind of three and a half to four-star, kind of five-star type reviews. So, uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Mike, did you have this game? Did you go on a journey to find this game and embarrass your 32-year-old self? <laughs> uh,
1: no. I, well, yeah, sort of, I guess. The, I bought this game <laughs> in an eBay lot several years ago. I was expecting something totally different and uh well we can get into that during the spoiler not spoiler review <laughs> during the gameplay review but um yeah no I just it's kind of, I hate saying when I get games in an eBay lot so we're like 20 games because there's like no personal connection with that but so be it that's where I got this game I'm hoping maybe since I have such a boring quest for the car I'm hoping maybe one of our guests here will have a More in-depth personal connection to this game, maybe. Just cross my fingers, hoping. Mike, Ben, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: I had barely even heard of this game until I started covering Nintendo Power and wondering, I wonder what the last Ah, NES game was. So this was a complete ship in the night passing me by. Once I got my Super Nintendo, I had Final Fantasy two, two, three, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, Earthbound. Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Legend of uh, of Lagaia, La Lafia, all those games. games, Like Rocky, Pocky, and Rocky. Once I had the Super Nintendo, I did not. Yeah, that's kind
1: of the problem. We'll talk about that more here in a minute, I'm sure, but that's kind of the problem with this game, is there Mm -hmm. was a lot. I mean, we're were years into the the SNES too here, so there's a ton of Mm -hmm. awesome games out there at this point. But Ben, had you heard of it prior to?
3: Uh, just through Nintendo Power coverage. Never, mm-hmm. never played it until, you know, prepping for this this episode. Yeah, I
1: think that's going to be the case with a lot of people out there. And I wonder how many copies it actually sold, uh, especially the NES version. You know,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how much it goes for. I may, have, I may have gotten super lucky if it's an expensive game. I don't know. We'll find out later. All right. So, Justin, did you ever have this game? I don't think you did. No, yeah, I didn't think so. No, I didn't have it. So let's talk about it. And to kick off our gameplay discussion, I've got a little treat for us. I'm gonna read from the manual. All right. All right. Yeah. It's not quite like reading through an Nintendo Power. It's close, though, okay? It's close. <laughs> does the first page go, sucker? Page go, sucker. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like, hey, did you expect to be playing a game where you're Wario dancing in the woods? Wrong. Yeah, were you expecting
2: an action platformer? No. Were you expecting the usual Nintendo quality? uh uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. <laughs> were, you ex- were you expecting the system to go out
1: with a bang from the company making it?
0: Mm-mm. Nope. mm Yeah. No. Anyways. <laughs>
1: There's like no story, and the, the main no's not even that great either. Normally we get a cool story. No, it just kicks off right off the bat. Uh, here's how you play the game. Uh, which... They they are gonna to have to really explain this game well because, like I said, uh, it's a pretty complicated game actually, especially for a puzzle game. <laughs> but I'm not actually you know now that I'm looking at the manual, I don't think I'm gonna read in it. I don't really don't. It's it's a beautiful manual. Uh, if anybody's curious to look it up, like it's very colorful. Um, it's probably one of the better looking manuals as far as looks go, on the NES. If you want to look it up, but um, it's not. It's it's mainly just telling you how to play the game. Which is necessary. It's, it's, it's more of a necessary manual. It's like, it's like the manual you get with your Ikea desk. You gotta have it, because you gotta put the desk together, right? It's not really. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it, it, <laughs> is, the, is the game manual in uh, Swedish? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I'm, maybe that's my problem.
3: It's just told in drawings. It does, oh wait,
1: here we go.
2: <laughs> it, tells you how to, it tells you how to assemble the They cartridge. don't get to the
1: story until halfway through the manual. Well, here it is, okay, here we go. I got a story now. The peaceful woods were once a friendly home for sprites and gentle creatures since the invasion of wario and his band of monsters though this quiet community has been turned upside down now it is wario's woods and peaceful creatures are not welcome toad the mushroom kingdom hero uh not the last time i checked has made his uh <laughs> super mario super mario brothers 2 uh i still don't know that i would call him the mushroom kingdom hero i i think mario's already got that bill <laughs> he's got top yeah on i think list, so. right uh, Toad, the Mushroom Kingdom hero, has made his way to Wario's Woods in order to quiet the sinister mm, it's a little blurry, I don't know what it says lout, and win the woods back for the sp- sprites the sprites can create bombs it's Toad's job to take the bombs and line them up with the enemies of the woods and make enemies go down in defeat if Toad clears enough monster packed sections of the f- forest, he'll go up against the mighty Wario himself so, what would you guys think of this game? Anybody?
2: I uh, played it, and it's kind of like the the developing team said, what if we made Dr. Mario, but turned it inside out and hung it on a rack like a (laughs) rabbit? Okay, (laughs) that's kind of a morbid
1: description, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, I'll take it.
2: It was a morbid yeah, experience.
3: I <laughs> yeah, I described it to Mike like uh, it's Doctor Mario, except instead of, uh, you know, you're guiding the medicine or pills downwards, you're just preparing for the descent. So, rather than you controlling the things that are falling, you have uh, Toad on the ground and he's moving things around to prepare for the bombs that are or whatever is falling.
1: Yeah, I would. Here's I would describe it it to me it feels like um like if you're a really clean person and you walk into like somebody like a hoarder's house like say your mom's a hoarder and you walk into her house you're like oh, i gotta clean this up that's toad but you, but yet they keep messing it up they keep messing up his house and he's like trying to clean it up trying to clean it up And they keep throwing stuff down there mm. cleaning up cleaning yeah. with bombs <clears throat> yeah well you gotta line up all the you know the Dirty plates, and instead of bomb on top of them, mm-hmm. and then you can get rid of the dirty plates. You gotta, <laughs> pile, up, you,
2: you gotta pile up the newspapers yep. together, and then the cat food tins. I, I might finish that soda later. You never
1: know. Yeah. So I don't know. But, yeah, it, that is kind of what it is. It's it's a mixed. It's kind of a cross between, I guess, Tetris and uh, Doctor Mario. But at the same time, you don't control the stuff falling. You kind of have to clean it up and make it available to be mm-hmm. destroyed. So it's really, an it really is an interesting concept. I uh, I just cannot I don't know if it's because like I couldn't wrap my head around it, or that it's just not, even though it's an interesting concept, it's not really a good one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Every other puzzle
2: game Nintendo put out is better. Right. And it's like, it started off great and then tapered off. Like Dr. Mario came out first and it was perfect. Yoshi came out and it was okie dokie. Yoshi's Cookie came out and it was like, a slight rise in quality and
1: then and then this yeah you know I don't I don't necessarily want to call it a bad game but I would say that it's very middle of the road as far as puzzle games I've played worse puzzle games Mm -hmm. I've not played worse I'm Mm -hmm. I'm with you though I've not played worse puzzle games by Nintendo so that's Mm -hmm. kind of disheartening it does have some really cool ideas though like boss battles in a puzzle game and the bosses Mm -hmm. are like there I think that's really cool
3: and they actually yeah. uh, in, in Nintendo Power here they say Wario's Woods is the best best of Tetris, Doctor Mario and Yoshi combined into one. Yikes. That's their claim. Traitors. <laughs>
0: Traitors. <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah, so
1: you guys sure you want to continue being uh we're just going to dismantle Buzz Podcast perhaps here, because are you sure you want to trust these guys after that comment? <laughs> What's that?
3: <laughs> hey, really? oh, we we've we've uh you know we we object to different things. We don't always take okay. the word for it. It's all right. It's all right.
4: Yeah, they'll t- they'll talk. About yeah,
3: they'll t- they'll talk about
2: how CD-ROM great the the CD-ROM technology is when because. Of this beautiful CD-ROM attachment that's coming out for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and then right out of nowhere, they'll just be like, you know what, uh, they're not even going to say they're not doing it anymore. They'll just say, we're making a new system, and you know, CDs just, they, I mean, there's so much on them, it takes forever to load, <laughs> yeah. and you know, you can get a lot on them, but it takes so long to get them. It's like, oh, come
1: on. Yeah. I mean, you can't have it both ways. You. Hypocrite. I mean, it's not like they're, yep. they're not biased or anything, so it's not, it's totally, no. it's okay. <laughs> of course not um so oh. yeah i don't know justin just dropped off i don't know if it's because he fell asleep and he, or he's got to get up in the morning and he's done but uh maybe he'll ma- message think, me and let me know
3: i think, had I think he had a problem with Nintendo power <laughs> maybe
1: maybe maybe it was
2: that trader's con he, he's just like nope. this is getting too polarized yeah I, I well if he's
1: gone he's gone if he wants to come back i'll bring him back but we can continue on regardless um so also, things we talk about when we talk about the game, besides just the gameplay, is you know, we want to talk about like the graphics. What do you think about the graphics? It's the last NES game to come out on the NES. Mm-hmm. It should have the best graphics of all of them, right? So, does it? Yeah.
3: Mm, no. No. I don't think that's bad for a Nintendo game. I mean, it's a puzzle game, so it's hard to judge graphics but it's got some, you know, nice animations. You got Wario, he's up in the corner, he's making faces at you, you know, he's trying to mess you up and he'll send like a wall or a thwomp or something uh, to, to make it more difficult, you know, give you less space to work in. And then you as Toad you can kinda when you move on, you move on between between stages. You know, it's no Super Mario Bros. 3 or anything, but uh, it's not terrible. terrible. This is not all orange. It's true. Uh, I
1: think it actually Mm -hmm. does have some pretty decent graphics in it. I think it's got... uh, Like, the background is really where it kind of stands out. Of course, they kind of steal a lot of Super Mario 3's assets on that, I think, with the backgrounds. Mm -hmm. But uh, for a puzzle game, you know, I think it looks pretty good. I don't think it's... And it may just be because they have no need to make it one of the best-looking games on the NES. But I do think there's a ton of games that look better. And for the last game on the system, you know, you, I would think you'd want to kind of go out with a bang. But maybe it had already sizzled by this point And there's, you know, I mean, yeah,
2: Kirby. It's their Kirby's one of their, it, properties. One of their properties, and that looks. Yeah, beautiful. I think Kirby's
1: Adventure may be mm-hmm. more of a swan song in the graphics department than this game is. But
3: yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. All right. So, what other segments do you have for this game? <laughs> well, uh, you know, we got uh, music.
1: What do you like about the music, or do you not like the music? It was passable. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Not much to write home about. Awful. Yeah. See <laughs> this one. You
1: know, when it comes to puzzle games. You're going to have to love the music for the most part because it's going to repeat over and over again. It's going to be on loop. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear it over and over and over. We'll go back to Dr. Mario for an example of awesome music that repeats yeah. over and over again, and you don't care because it's all, it sounds great, right? You want to hear it. Right, yeah. you want to and hear Tetris it. And Tetris is the same way. I love the music in Tetris, too. Mm-hmm. Of course, Tetris is kind of based sure. on like classical music, but regardless, how many
2: symphonies, how many symphonies do you see on, on YouTube performing the theme from Yoshi's Cookie?
1: Mm, Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Or (laughs) Wario's Woods, right? Yeah. But
2: the London Philharmonic Orchestra does Wario's Woods. Toad catching bombs.
3: bombs.
1: (laughs) So, you know, okay, the graphics we say they're pretty good. The sound or the music is serviceable, but to me it gets repetitive. Mm. I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's just kind of that's a pitfall of the Playing on a, pl- or a puzzle game, if the music's not just spectacular, you're going to notice it. And that's something mm-hmm. we talk about sometimes on the yeah. you know, on the podcast. Is a lot of times the music is <clears throat> decent and just kind of sits in the background and you never really notice it. But in a puzzle game, unfortunately, if it's just decent music, it can't really sit in the background because eventually it's going to come forth.
3: You're going to be hearing that on level nine or whatever in the bo- you know, and it's going to be uh, harsh. I didn't get to a boss in this, uh, did you? No. I, I thought I'd beat like 15 levels, and I'm just like,
2: is this it? Because I see, it, like it says, oh, there's a boss every 10 levels, and I was like, I cleared like 15 trees, but apparently you have to clear like 10 trees per round, mm-hmm. and then every five rounds. Yeah. Then you get a boss, and I was just like, "No, I, no, this isn't." Unfortunately, fun it
1: takes a long time to get to a boss, and the bosses are probably the best part of the game. They're the most interesting, the most fun. Uh, they're also the most difficult, but that's to be expected, I would think. Um, and, but it just—I'm with you. I kind of get—I did make it to boss just because I felt like I had to, just so that I knew mm-hmm. what that felt like. But the game—it kind of unfortunately gets old to me before I—you can even get to the boss. And that's just kind of how I felt about it too. Does
3: the, does the music switch up when you get to the boss?
1: uh I think it does to my recollection of course i it's been a little while since I played it because we behind the scenes we've been sort of planning this episode for like two months now off off and on, <laughs> but it's true so uh yeah, I think it does I think it does okay okay um we also typically go over hints and cheats, but i didn't I don't really know any. Uh, for this game I couldn't really Come up with any tips Or hints or cheats So uh, We'll just We'll just breeze Right past that one How about that
3: Here's a t- move, move Move totem Pick yeah. up stuff Yeah as I to say here's a, here's a tip Play Dr. Mario instead <laughs> that, That's a good tip Or Tetris actually. That's a good
4: tip
1: <laughs> Here's something I'll t- I'll, I will say something That I didn't realize When I was playing the game For the longest time And it made me feel Like an idiot um, That does kind of seem Like a running theme On our podcast too That happens to me All, all the time I'll be playing a game For 20-30 minutes before I realized mm. that you could do something else. I didn't realize that A and B did different things, and that seems like a no brainer now. That one of the buttons picks up a whole stack of people, and one of them just picks up a single person. But mm. but it took me forever to figure that out. I didn't. So I feel like I well, I
3: hadn't do. gotten far enough to figure that out. I you know I figured okay, this this button does the same thing. Yeah, that's what it feels like. You know, right. Since I tried both of them. Yeah. But
1: they don't actually. One button does one thing and one does the other. So
3: makes more sense that way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what? what are the, now, there's different modes in this. Um, what I see there's a two-player battle as well.
1: Yeah, I didn't get a chance to experience that, but there's also a uh, time trial, you know, um, and uh, some other things. I think there's a a mode that teaches you how to play the game too, which is nice. Hmm.
3: Um, yeah, some sample, sample stages you step by go through step by step, and then teaches you and tells you what to do. Oh, it's even got um, oh, what's her name, Berto. Yep. telling you about it. Yeah, it's
2: Berto's a guy just to let you know. He was the first transgendered character
3: in Mario. Well, he's well, if he's if he's post, you know, transition, don't we refer to her now? Isn't that we don't know? We don't know if they're pre-op or post-op. Does, I mean, he she's wearing a bow. I'm assuming and pink.
2: Yeah. Well, 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 he can definitely, well, 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 he can definitely pass. So there's
3: that. All right.
2: We don't know, like the operation is necessary All to complete. Right. our okay.
3: identity Remember that they're on a family-friendly show, right? <laughs> are you suggesting those people are controversial? Okay. I'm Suggesting we change. I'm the suggesting topic. that this
1: conversation <laughs> is probably controversial.
3: Anyways, so I, let Birdo's me just say. Corner.
1: Yeah, I, let me just say, I would recommend doing the lesson mode. If you, mm. I think the game should probably almost force you to do the lesson mode, because the overarching theme for me in this game is this game is complicated.
3: For mm-hmm. a puzzle
1: game, mainly because it's different than most every puzzle game, but it's it's kind of complicated.
3: And I didn't realize until minutes in that you could walk. You know, Toad can like scale walls and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's weird. And walk weird, around right?
3: things.
2: Yeah, he's hey, he's Spider Toad.
3: Well, you can't jump in it, which is off putting at first, because <laughs> you would expect that in a Mario game, right? But he right. can climb walls with ease, like he's a Spider Man or something.
2: Yeah, do you know what the difference is between
1: the game type select, like A and B? Because I don't see them specifying that. B is more difficult. I know coverage. that, um, but I don't know what the difference is exactly. I should probably should have known that going into this podcast. But you know, that's the way we roll over here. We don't know anything. We expect we expect the listeners to tell us, and then mm. you know. I see. So well, so you've adopted the PWP method. Yes, of podcasting. I think that's most people's method of podcasting. Because here's the thing: crowdsourcing always knows more than you do. So
3: true. Well, would you guys always trust the hive? Mind. I did. I did do a little research. Would you guys like to know the origin of Wario's name? Sure. It looks so like it,
1: a M turned upside down.
3: That that was sort of like the um, the cake topper for the design, um, but they started with the name they decided that uh, when they were making Super Mario Land 2 that uh, Mario needed a new objective. You know, they, didn't, they were tired of having Mario go and uh, save, you know, Princess Daisy or uh, Princess Peach or whatever they were called back in the day. And uh, they wanted Mario to, to fight to win back something of his own. So, they, uh, the director of Super Mario Land 2 wanted to introduce the new character and they derive the name from the Japanese word, and I'm gonna butcher this, I'm sure. Wari, W-A-R-U-I, which means bad. And um, so his physical design, his personality is based on the idea that a protagonist should have an arch rival. And this was inspired by the relationship that uh, Popeye has to Bluto.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: So Bluto is more physically uh, well-built, motivated by self-interest, and more cunning than uh, Popeye.
1: I did not know any of that. That's good Good info. Thank you. Thank you for looking so, that up. We? You're welcome.
3: Oh. My, little, my little contribution.
1: And also, sh- thank you for showing us up on this show. So... <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Uh, so okay, well, we can we can kind of wrap this up a little bit. The, the last thing we normally do when we talk about the gameplay is we ask, we talk about, we look at how much it goes for today, and we say, is it worth it or not at that price? So I will tell you, um, I just a quick search on eBay at sold listings recently, the NES copy goes anywhere from. Just a loose copy goes anywhere from ten to twenty dollars, so somewhere in the ten to twenty dollar range for the NES copy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, what do you think? Mm, Is it worth it at that price?
3: It depends on what Mm. you're doing. If you're getting it to play, I would say no. If you got to fill out your collection at ten bucks, I guess. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, if you're if you got to fill out your collection at ten bucks, it's a must-have. At forty bucks, it's a must-have, right? If you got to fill it out. (laughs) Right. <laughs> so I would I would yeah. say no myself. I would say no, it's not, just because. I don't know though. It, it, I, I, let me go back a little bit. I think it's neat to say that you have the last game that mm-hmm. Nintendo ever released, and for ten dollars to get the last game Nintendo ever released, if you're a collector, that's a that's a something, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Would I play it? I don't think so. But I I, I think I would say that it's worth it. Because it's not a bad game, and you may like it. It may be just it's, it just may have to fit your style or something. But um, it's not a bad game. Ten bucks is not a whole lot to pay, and it's the last game that Nintendo ever released on the NES. So to me, that adds about five dollars. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say it is worth it. Mike, what do you think? Yeah,
4: it's
2: worth, yeah, it's worth to it to, you it to say, it. say you have it. But if you're looking for games to play, like are you sure you, have are you, sure play you, play you play haven't tried it? Tetris or Dr. Mario or Yoshi's Cookie first? That's true. That's
1: true. Yeah, it's not worth it, $10 to play. If this was a game that was rele- was any other release on the NES, it's definitely not worth it. But <laughs> Even if it was free, like it came with another game, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go play this, yeah, go play this other game then. I don't know that I'm that against it, but uh, yeah, I would say that it's probably the worst of the Nintendo puzzle games, but I do like the fact that it does, tries to do some interesting things. I wish there was maybe like a boss mode where you could actually just play the bosses. Because that's the best part of the game, mm-hmm. um, but there's not. You have to slug through like forty-five minutes or thirty to forty-five minutes, depending on how good you are, before you get to the boss.
2: It's not even an it's not even an RPG, and it already institutes grind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true.
3: So I did read that there are, are differences between the main difference between the NES version and the Super Nintendo version is the ending of the game. So the end of the Nintendo version. Uh, when you, when the heroic Toad defeats Wario and saves the woods, you basically just chase Wario out of the woods, and he goes <laughs> running away. In the superintendent version, it's a little more, a uh, little more violent, where Toad throws a a giant bomb at, at the castle, and uh, it blows up with Wario still inside, and goes crashing down. <laughs> Yikes.
2: Oh, my God. Does it show, like, a cross on top of the pile to let you know he's dead?
3: I, I, did, I don't know. The article already didn't, didn't go that far to mention it. <laughs> I would assume not. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the Toad Toad's a psycho. That is I
1: kind of feel bad for Wario now. Poor guy. I know. He gets beaten up
2: by a friggin' grunt. Like, like, this guy couldn't even protect the princess from getting kidnapped by Bowser, and he shows up Wario. I mean, Mario doesn't even show up and he gets his butt kicked. I mean, that's got to be bad for his ego. A friggin', a friggin' chump out of nowhere comes out. All
3: right. All yeah. right, so at this point, you guys normally read your, your listener feedback?
1: Uh, well, we do two more things, and then we read okay. our listener feedback. Feedback. Um, sorry if it's gone a little long for you. Oh, no, no problem. Um, we do... And the, the, we didn't probably preface this enough for you, but we do what's called retrofitted trophies, where we oh. try to give them some kind of like an achievement or a trophy, or something like that, like you get on Xbox or PlayStation, mm-hmm. but in a retro sense. So we try to come up with some clever ones. I didn't, you know, you're going to have to do it on the spot because I didn't tell you ahead of time. So that's <laughs> kind of my fault. But just just to make you feel a little bit better, oftentimes I may have one or two, and then the rest of them I come up with on the spot. So
3: okay. So this is for things you do in the game? Yeah, like or,
1: yeah, something okay. you do in the game or sometimes we'll even do something silly like something you do outside of the game you get achievement. Like if it's a really terrible game, if you light the game on fire, you get an achievement, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> the there is no limit to what you can come up with. Feel free okay. to go all out. I normally just do right. silly, just do easy stuff like what you can do in the game. So.
3: Okay. Well, I would say as soon as you boot up you get a uh, you unlock a trophy right then and there for purchase the last NES game ever made.
1: Okay, yeah, that's good.
2: <laughs> I'd say after the first fifteen levels, you get the masochist achievement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, wow, you guys are better than this. Me, I think. <laughs> we uh,
3: we only do non-prep, so.
1: Yeah. We hey, so you it. you get a lot of
3: practice. Our improv uh, skills uh, are so legit. You got a lot of That's practice.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So there's a, I got a trophy in the name entry screen where you put your name in. Uh, if you put in W-A-R-O, yeah, because it's only four letters. But if you put in W-A-R-O, um, the trophy, I'm trying to come up with a clever name for it. But basically, you're putting in Wario as your name. So it's kind of like, whose game is this anyways? Who, whose side are you on? You know what I mean? <laughs>
3: nice.
1: <laughs> that's That's the name of it. Whose side are you on? If you put in Wario as your name.
3: Oh, I wonder what happens if you put Toad in there for real.
1: Uh, I don't know. That, that may be, be like better. a cheat or something, actually.
3: Hmm. Listeners, go find out for us and let us know.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> and
2: we apologize
1: for asking you to play well. <laughs> All they You gotta, might have it already. Yeah. You all you got to do, do is just enter, the, enter Toad. Although I think you have to play it for a little while first. Because I think it's like the high score.
2: Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't recall this being like an RPG where you have to enter your name in
4: first. Yeah, so. but
2: I guess I, it must be like a <laughs> a high score thing where it's like congratulations, you got the high score. I've only got four
1: characters, so I can't put in what have I done with my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, but it, I think it has a battery backup, which is kind of neat for a puzzle game. Save your. Save your scores. Oh, you well, know? there's a good reason there's a good
2: reason to buy the game. You get a spare battery for your other game. You
3: <laughs> Harvest oh, it.
2: So you can so you can keep your Legend of Zelda game going. Oh, boy.
1: All right. So the last thing we do is we come up with a uh, ranking or we rate the game, but we typically don't rate it like one to ten or something like that. We just come up with some kind of silly something like type of Waffle or something You know, it's just something Crazy off the wall That makes no sense But we try to re- bring it back in Relate it to the game somehow Okay Okay So let's go with um, Let's go with jam Because this game is very colorful So what, you know, Like a Strawberry jam Grape jam Whatever Whatever you think is Can tie this in And I, to give you an example I will go first Okay I'm going to go with grape jam Because I like a lot I like jams I like a, a lot of jams Just like I like puzzle games but uh, grape's my least favorite and Wario's Woods while I like it and if it, it'll do in a pinch just like mm-hmm. grape jam if I have a biscuit of course I'm in Tennessee you know I, we eat biscuits if I have a biscuit and I, oh, yeah. I need some jam I would prefer like a strawberry or a blackberry but grape will do just like Wario's Woods if I really need to play a puzzle game i prefer like a Dr. Mario or something but uh, Wario's Woods will do so that's my, that's my rating okay it's so a yeah. type of jam
3: I don't know a whole lot of types of jams. I'm not a jam, big jam guy.
1: Well, just think of any fruit, and it's a jam. <laughs> any <laughs>
3: fruit, and it's a jam? You can make it into I'll jam. Go with, you basically um, just add sugar and mush it up. I'll go with peach jam, then. Hmm. I don't know if that's a jam or not.
1: I'm sure it is.
3: Because uh, peaches are really kind of pretty to look at. They kind of like that look like a little butt, almost. They have a nice <laughs> color to it. You know, they're fuzzing the outside. So it's kind of, oh, this is interesting. This is gonna be good, you know? Except I don't like peaches. So <laughs> I bite into it, you know? I'm like, oh, it's, it's okay, you know? It's, it's sweet and all that, but it's like, hmm. I'd rather have like a apple or, you know, grape, <laughs> banana, something. Ooh, Banana
1: Jam, I've never heard of that. but that, I like, that sounds like the name of a good southern rock band, Banana Jam.
3: That actually sounds like a great band name, you're right.
1: Let's start a band. Anybody know how to play drums?
3: (laughs) Can I do it with a Nintendo controller?
1: Yeah, sure. We'll figure that
3: out. (laughs) I I have a rock band set somewhere.
1: All right. Sounds good.
3: All right. Mike? Uh,
2: If I was going to go with fruits for jams, I would give it the durian fruit because that is a fruit that is forbidden from... Air travel because it smells like turpentine and onions garnished with gym socks.
4: <laughs>
0: wow. It
2: Harsh. It is banned from countries for travel because of its odor. Harsh. Alright. Anthony Bourdain said that it was indescribable, something you will either love or despise, but your breath will smell as if you've been French kissing your dead grandmother. Oh. So you're saying you like and this that's game Anthony a lot? Bourdain. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm saying I like necrophilia. So you're
3: saying that the Dorian fruit... You, you, you're you saying you eat Dorian fruit to hide the halitosis. For my
2: nightly, for my nightly activities, activities. Yes. yes.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: So that people will think I only smell
3: like that. I see.
1: 10-4. F- All right. So that's pretty much where we're going to stop for us to, as, as far as the Two Dudes podcast goes. We are going to, I guess from this point... So the listeners get a little more background noise, uh, a little inside baseball. We're going to now, you guys are going to go switch over to do the rest of your show like you do with the the rest of the magazine. Mm-hmm. And Justin and I are going to take listener feedback for our show and then somehow mash these together. So if you want the total content of, this show, of both mm-hmm. shows, you're going to have to go listen to both shows. If you want just this mashup portion, you can get it on either one. Makes sense.
3: Yep. Yep. And I will uh, uh, throw out a little uh, disclaimer uh, for anyone that wants to check out the Planet Power podcast. As you might, as you might could tell from listening to Mike, uh, (laughs) we we are not necessarily a family friendly show. Um, Oh, I'm I'm the the disclaimer. Well,
1: you've been towing the line on us here, towing that line. Yeah,
3: you've been you've been you've been uh, you know crossing that line. I've I've been on good behavior here. so yeah, thank you, so Ben. You we'll we'll out, invite you
1: back. <laughs> That's right. All right, thank you.
3: Yeah. Um, so if anyone checks out our show, just, just know that we've rated it M for mature. So we make we make a, a lot of off color jokes and, and humor and stuff like that. So There's no I rating
2: for immature. <laughs>
3: <laughs> True. True. They should start one of those. They should. All right. right. Well, thank you thanks so much for doing this collaboration with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for having uh, both of you guys on. Sorry we couldn't get uh, more Justin. I know he had to, he had to run. It's it's late where you guys are.
1: It is. It is. It's like 12:30 here in the I morning know. in the morning. Thanks for
3: Thanks for accommodating for my uh West Coast time here.
1: Hey, no problem. We had fun. It was good. Um appreciate it. I don't think I'm going to be able to hang around either though cuz we went a little longer than I was expecting, but you guys enjoy the rest of the, uh, your show. I hope the I hope the listeners from each podcast decide to at least give us each, give each other a shot.
3: So. Very good. And uh, where where Same can uh, listeners find your show? Good sir. You can find us at
1: nesdudes.com. That's the best place to find us. Where can they find you?
3: Playing with powerpodcast.com and we we got links there to Facebook and uh, we have we're on YouTube as well and iTunes of course. It's all on there. Sweet. But uh, we're mainly a Facebook type, uh, hosted centric joint. How about you guys?
1: Yeah, mainly Facebook. We tried it. We get some Twitter action too, and we got one guy on Google Plus, which I guess I got to give him a shout out. Shout out to Ryan Ballard. But uh, <laughs> <Still> <laughs> so holding strong. Up he's there holding hold down. Out. He's holding down that Google Plus fort. <laughs> Eventually, they're just going to kick him out. Kick him out. But yeah, for now, he's there. So right on. Anyways, yeah, we're Facebook centric. It's the easiest place to be for. Just about everything. Because everybody's on there. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, thanks so much. Good luck. Have fun. Same to you. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 All right. Should we go ahead and end our show for the first third? I think we're going to have to break this up into three uh, uh, thirds here. And that is our show, everybody. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this portion of the issue now. And uh, we will return... With the second of uh, three parts, and uh, it's getting a bit long, bit lengthy here with the Wario's Woods coverage, but our our big thanks to Michael and Justin from Two Dudes and a Ness for joining us, and uh, Mike. Hopefully, we get some listeners out of this. What do you think? Oh yeah, yeah. Well,
2: we welcome any listeners from there. If uh, you know, you just thought. These guys talk about the game, but couldn't they cover the coverage? Well, but like, we're glad to help you out. Couldn't they meet, make more off-color jokes? And yeah, asides? what's up with these? What's up with these family-friendly guys? I mean, would it, <laughs> would it kill them to, you know, say a bad word or commit an atrocity here and there?
3: I guess they want to be able to listen around their family or something. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, whoever listens to whoever listens to podcasts around their kids. <laughs> Right. Well, anyways, uh, as I mentioned, I'll mention again, but um, if anyone wants to support the show, we have a Patreon account. If you go to patreon.com slash power, you can uh, become a sponsor of the show and uh, donate to us, and you get access to exclusive content, including Kart, which was a recording where I was uh, extremely uh, uh, um, inebriated with uh, John and a friend of ours We played uh, Mario Kart Different versions of it Well intoxicated So you can enjoy that If you donate either one time Or multiple times To the Patreon And of course you can find us on Facebook.com playingwithpower And you can also go on iTunes And search for Playing With Power Podcast And give us a review That would also be helpful And you can find Mike at GetThePower88 And Mike what else you got going on?
2: well i got the graveyard shift a horror movie podcast so basically if you wanted to hear me talk about something and not have someone make jokes about my mother you can check out me and sheldon brown talking about scary movies and throwing in a little comedy skit here and there that's at facebook.com slash the graveyard shift pod and uh on twitter at gys underscore horror pod that's The graveyard shift and you can also find that on itunes stitcher and other podcast locations
3: hey what's i gotta ask you real quick before we end end the show here what's what's going on with the taste test these days
2: well brandon is working like a son of a bitch so he's very busy or exhausted so uh we've conscripted ivan to uh, help out in the near future to deal with the glut of games the yet to be tasted or tested
3: mm, very good Well, well I'll so be looking forward for, to that yeah, for all of our listeners, the show does go on very good alright, thanks everybody for listening I'm Ben, I'm Mike and now you're playing with Power
0: System. Now
2: you're playing with power. Okay. Uh, hold on a second. I'm being uh, called. I'll be back in a minute. Oh,
3: you lost Mike.
1: Uh, is this the way, is this the way the Canadians podcast? Because we just we don't get called away for nothing.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Usually, doesn't happen in the earlier uh, earlier days. He used to be located in the basement. And oh. He got interrupted quite a bit more.
1: I see. Well, we just like to talk trash about people when they're not on the, mm-hmm. actually not on the horn mm-hmm. here. That's
4: very mild. I heard that. <laughs> I talk trash about him to his face when he's on. So. <laughs>